Welcome investors to the Absolute Return Podcast, your source for stock market analysis, global macro musings, and hedge fund investment strategies. Your hosts, Julian Klamotko and Michael Kesslering, aim to bring you the knowledge and analysis you need to become a more intelligent and wealthier investor. This episode is brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Welcome, folks, to the Absolute Return Podcast. On today's show, we welcome Sky Technologies Executive Chairman, Ronnie Cohen. Sky's mission is to make homes and buildings become safe, advanced, and smart as the standard. On the show, Rani discusses the disruptive idea behind making light fixtures safe and easy, how they go about getting market adoption, key insights and learnings behind their February 2022 initial public offering, main risks for investors and how they're trying to mitigate these and more. So with no further ado, here's our show on Disrupting Lighting with Sky Technologies Executive Chairman, Rani Cohen. Welcoming Rani from Sky Technologies all the way from beautiful Miami. Now, Rani, I have been considering perhaps um, home renovations, specifically light fixtures. So as I know, you are the man to speak to with respect to that. Now, can you give us a quick overview of Sky Technologies? Oh, Sky Technologies, uh, we always say the foundation of the company is first of all uh, based on uh, safety and simplicity. We make life safer and simple. And at the same time, we save, I think, I believe, a lot of money as well. So uh, what we do is um, our first invention um, is, uh, you know, there are uh, billions, I uh, believe, of light fixtures installed annually globally and probably hundreds of millions installed here in the U.S. And to install a light fixture, a ceiling fan, a chandelier, etc., you really kind of risk your life. You go on a ladder and you touch hazardous wires and it takes you a long, long time while doing it. And it's, it's really complicated. So we came with a solution that technically you can go on a ladder and uh, plug and play a ceiling fan or a light fixture within seconds. Okay. So it requires a one-time installation of two to three minutes, and then it's just plug and play in seconds. And um, it saves lives. It saves probably 90% of the time and probably 90% of the cost of installation if you would pay someone because it will take minutes, but you probably don't need to pay someone because it's completely uh, simple and you can do it by yourself. Now, I have terrible memories of installing a ceiling fan a couple of years ago with much frustration and swearing. So to give a sense to our listeners, basically imagine an outlet where you just plug in a plug into the outlet. You've created something similar for light fixtures and things of that nature. Yes, we did. Uh, we really, uh, you have the outlet in the ceiling and the, this outlet has wires coming in. So all you need to do is push the wires into our receptacle, like you would do if uh, you installed speakers. You know how the wires go in and the push thing, something very similar to this. You push the wires in and two screws that are going directly to the box. And then you have your receptacle and all the rest is plug and play. So super, super simple and disruptive. What was the inspiration for the founding of the company? So I was, um, I, I was a business uh, or still a businessman all my life. And I did uh, many things and I had a background in lighting. I owned uh, a large lighting company that we sold with hundreds of employees. And then I went to real estate and I think we did the trigger to really go. I had this idea already in my mind, but when I, we bought quite a large um, 
apartment buildings and we were renovating uh, partners of mine and myself, hundreds of units. Uh, and saw the installation and the cost we spend in the time of, of each fixture. It took 30 to uh, minutes to an hour and ceiling fans more. And, and every bedroom we had to do it, three, four bedrooms apart. And I saw the time and I saw the risk and I saw all the problems that, you know, I, I had this idea, but I thought someone already invented it. And when I searched and I saw that no one came with this idea, I said, okay, I'm a businessman, but let me give it a shot as an inventor. And I came, that's kind of like how we came with our first invention. And people like the plug and play system. It holds 200 pounds and, and, uh, and it's really a very unique small device that really you know weighs probably 100 grams and the size of a hand watch but it really is very powerful and uh, that uh, our invention people liked it and um, then we did a few interesting things with this uh, based on safety and based on ease and cost saving this podcast is brought to you by accelerate one of canada's leading alternative investment solution providers do you want to hedge your investment portfolio and protect your nest egg from significant drawdowns Look no further than the Accelerate Absolute Return Hedge Fund, a long-short equity ETF that trades under the ticker symbol HEDGE, H-D-G-E, on the TSX. HEDGE, your uncorrelated portfolio diversifier. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. You made a good point. Why no one invented it? Certainly anyone who has installed a light fixture or seen it get done maybe had that idea as well, because it totally makes sense to simplify things that are unnecessarily complex. So why wasn't this done before, do you think? Uh, so I, I actually go backwards. I'll answer this by one thing you asked me that I forgot to mention. So then we started with this invention, and then we took it to the next level of the tech world, and we added all the smart gadgets around the receptacle and the plug, and we take we made it, we believe everything is not, it needs to be only safe, simple, and easy and cost-saving. It also should be smart as the world is going toward that uh, direction. And there's um, hundreds, of probably billions of homes around the world that want to be smart, like they have electricity as a standard. We believe they should be smart as a standard. And uh, I think our technology with the simplicity enables uh, everyone to do that. So um, that that's really kind of the concept uh, behind the company and why we did what we did. Now, why the other people did not invention it? It's a, it's a good you know we we try to think out of the box, but if you go to the medallion people that owned all the taxis in New York or still own some of them, and ask them why didn't they invent Uber? You know probably on on one side you know I I think probably they they fell asleep in lunch and sometimes people think out of the box and um, you know that's uh, what we're trying to do to simplify life and I really think that the biggest thing we have here is also it's based on safety and. And I think that every product that you save lives is really a necessity and regulators and insurance companies are going to work with you because when you, you save lives, you prevent hazardous incidents to happen. So it's not only death and injury, the, the numbers on hundreds of millions of installations only here in the U.S. are huge with the hazardous incidents, the fires. Many people die from those uh, fires that come from electrical wires and others. And um, you have the regulators behind you, the insurance companies, and then you can make, if you can save time and you can save the dollars at the end of the day, uh, creates a win-win. And, um, you know, I think we are also lucky to be in that place that no one else came with this. And, uh, you know, that, you know, we're lucky and we, we, we're, we had the conviction and we stayed on it because to invent something that it has electricity and holds so many pounds 
of fixtures uh, and it needs to be a very small size and the size of a hand watch again you know it's 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 a long journey sometimes but we didn't give up and we're lucky we did it and speaking of this journey you mentioned or, or you invented the product which you mentioned has a number of advantages ease of use time saved safety so makes sense from a conceptual perspective now in terms of executing on the business plan you are now trying to get product market fit, get market adoption. What is your strategy with respect to building your customer base and your go-to-market strategy? So we have a couple of strategies that we're working parallel. So when the first thing is, as I said, we came with the first plug-and-play invention, and then we came and understood the market is going towards smart. We added all those sensors and, and gadgets and chips around it to really enable someone to make his home and his fixtures become smart as a standard. So fixtures are smart. And then uh, we also had the technology that really you you put it within minutes and the ceiling in your entire uh, room or home is smart. So the go-to-market on the first standard product, we just, we sold a million units of it in the market. And we decided uh, after selling a, mu- a million units how big the market is. And we figured once we go to the tens of millions, we'll start having competitors and we don't have even 10% of the market. And we we think we figured that margins are going to go lower and maybe quality is going to go lower and we didn't want to mess with this. So we came with this, I think, brilliant idea. It wasn't our idea, but we really copied based on the safety aspects we have. Uh, we, so to speak, took the airbag model we call. So the person that invented the airbag, what did he do? Did he chase the car manufacturers and ask them to put the airbag? No, he didn't. He, what he did is he went to the regulators. He prove them how many lives he can save, they, that device can save per year. And what did the regulators do? They spec'd it on every car in the U.S. and then globally. And this is really the path we took uh, on, based on safety with our Generation 1 product, the plug-and-play safety. And we went to the regulators and we proved them we're saving lives. And we were voted into the NEC, to the National Electrical Code, in 10 uh, segments already. And uh, we're now on the final, final stage. And um, as we kind of uh, believe, um, and not only us, uh, some senior people, including the former National Electrical Code, uh, head of National Electrical Code that works for us, and many others uh, that believe that this is going to become uh, a good chance to become a global standard one day. So that's one, that's one approach we had. And with the other approaches, uh, with the other product we have, we're going to uh, launch a pre-sale campaign that's going to be based on mentioning all the safety aspects that are really almost a fiduciary obligation, quote unquote, to for media outlets to cover. Because when you have a life-saving aspect on a product, the media usually that creates head, uh, can create global headlines. Plus, we have all the time-saving and the smart gadgets and the cost-saving. So we're going to really launch a PR campaign to educate of our product, and then uh, we're going to start pre-sales. And then we, from there, we're going to go to sales, and sales are going to include direct-to-consumers, OEMs, uh, big box uh, manufacturers, uh, and um, and builders are a big play for us because builders, it saves them a lot of time and cost. It also enables them a fast CO, one of our products. And uh, I think all the builders today in the world want to be, you know, become smart. Buildings want to become smart as a standard, like they supply electricity standard. and we have a, a product that really can enable that 
to happen uh, within minutes. Imagine a high rise of a few hundred units. Um, if you want to make this high rise become smart, let's say it's an apartment building, it's going to take you probably a year and going to cost you a fortune, uh, many millions of dollars. With our product, you can make an entire building with a few hundred units or hotel smart within days. And, and a normal house would take you smart within weeks. Our product can make it smart within really minutes. So uh, that's our to-go-to-market um, general strategy. Just digging into that, can you put into context for our listeners the amount of lives and the amount of costs that can be saved uh, through through your product? Yeah, sure. So I can. There's some uh, research that we just really recently saw that says that you know um, that there's several things that we're 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 preventing. So the number one uh, severe injury in homes, I believe, is ladder falling. Okay, and um, if you save 90% time of the ladder, okay, so uh, you probably will save the majority of ladder falling, okay? And then when you um, save 90% of touching wires, because you really, only on the first time, one time touching wires, but then it's plug and play. So if you save 90% of touching wires, you probably reduce 90% of electrocutions. And also and the biggest item here, and that I can talk, and, and there's hundreds of, thousands, if not millions of ladder fallings, ladder fallings annually. And, um, and when you're talking about uh, electrocutions, uh, and they're bad too, but there's another um, really uh, devastating thing that happens um, with fires. When you, fires are created when electrical wires, from electrical wires, when they're not tight, the, the, con- the contact is not tight. And, um, and when you twist wires on the ceiling to install, like you have 20 fixtures at home or 30 or 40, depends on the size of the house. It's enough that one of those uh, contacts is not tight enough to create sparks. And those sparks can create fires. And with those fires related to lighting, only on this part, we know that there's hundreds of deaths a, a year only in the US alone, okay? And just imagine the number globally. And that's only for in, with fires that are related to lighting. Okay, and and the wiring contacts with this. So the numbers, you know, even one life a year, if we can save, is, is beyond huge, I think. But um, unfortunately, uh, we're talking about a much long, uh, larger number. And, and fortunately that we have a solution to this. And uh, we believe that's what the regulators, you know, we've been the, probably the most historical event in, in America's national and the U.S. National Electrical Code the last major change additional to the code was the GFCI, what you have in every bathroom. Uh, I'm sure you know this the receptacle that has a switch on it, safety switch. That's the last major code change or addition to the NEC. And our addition in 40 years is uh, the, probably the most significant one. So that that's ba- all based on safety aspects. That's the only way you can get voted to the code. And we're 10 times already, in 10, 10, 10 segments in the code already based on the voting. One aspect of having a new invention, a new innovation that you bring to market is protection of intellectual property. Now, I understand Sky has several patents, correct? Would you mind discussing some of the patent protection that you have? Yeah, we have um, a total of 60 plus um, patents and patent pendings, uh, U.S. and global. 15 were already issued. We have patents on on your uh, 
our new universal plug that that enables really covers all the type of light fixtures or uh, and ceiling fans or uh, and if I say ninety nine percent, if I there's one fixture maybe uh, the big 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 fixtures that we're not really going, but most of the common fixtures, if not all, and the same with ceiling fans, and then we have all the smart sensing devices that are attached to this. So that's another of a few patents that we got on the smart products. So really um, that enables us to um, provide a smart, a safe and smart plug and play solution uh, that enables you uh, to save 90% of time on installation, 90% time of uh, 90% on the cost, but also enables you to um, make a, a home become smart uh, within minutes. And then that's, uh, those are, I think, quite significant patents that we have. And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest growing alternative investment solution providers with a suite of institutional caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund, symbol ARB on the TSX, is the world's first SPAC-focused ETF with a diversified portfolio of SPAC and merger arbitrage opportunities in an easy-to-use, low-cost ETF. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF trades under the symbol ARB on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Now, you're, you're early in your go-to-market strategy, but can you talk a little bit about the expected unit economics for your products and, and business moving forward into the future? Yeah, I can't go with uh, too much numbers, but I can uh, say that uh, what I'm allowed to say uh, for our legal is that our TAM is a $500 billion TAM uh, in the U.S. alone. And um, we believe that based on the ease of use and the cost saving and most important life saving aspects, we, we can definitely take a nice piece of it. But even in a fraction of $500 billion uh, TAM, total addressable market, I believe is not not too bad. Now, at the stage of the growth of the business, you recently raised capital to enact your growth plan, and you raised capital via a public initial public offering. You went public in February 2022, so just recently, newly minted public company. Why did you choose to IPO, and how has that experience been thus far? I know that we've been in a choppy market for sure. Yeah, so we we um, we we decided to go IPO because I think the IPO market is a really very choppy market now. We are so some of the things that I'm saying today, who knows how they're going to sign uh, sound tomorrow? <laughs> but um, you know, um, we we saw that, uh, for example, I like to give Snowflake. Who know who knew who Snowflake is before they went public? So the public uh, uh, arena is also kind of a marketing tool that puts you on a certain stage. And if you have something disruptive, I believe we have more than one disruptive product. And not only I believe, thank God, uh, many others um, that, you know, once you launch, uh, it gives you the right publicity. But the most important thing is you have enough funding to keep on running your company. So taking the the marketing, uh, as the, everyone knows financially, you have much more advantages of being uh, public. And then also marketing-wise, we thought we have so much, um, once we launch product, we have so much safety news to, to, to address and, and to, uh, to publicize. So we thought it's uh, doing it as a public company can definitely serve us to get the message even stronger, plus having 
the, the, the dollars. So that's kind of a win-win. We also recognize that uh, retail buyers of stock are much more uh, uh, involved today's markets in the past. And uh, a lot of those uh, retail buyers also buy product on their guts. Uh, and that served like a lot of EV companies and others. And I think uh, if I compare ourselves to something, we're not EV. EV make, they make cars um, safe and smart and make four wheels safe and smart. We make four walls safe and smart kind of in a way. So it's the same uh, and the same thing. And I saw how uh, EV uh, treated, how the market treated EV companies with vision. And I think that um, uh, we, uh, once we launch product, people are going to really like what we have and see the company has a true vision. And in terms of your thought process with respect to going public and raising capital, we have seen a number of businesses at a similar stage of growth as yours pursue blank check companies, SPAC merger to go public. What are the reasons why you chose to go through a traditional IPO? So we went through a traditional IPO because, um, you know, we did, and I respect SPACs and all type of other uh, businesses, but I thought, for us, the, the safest and most clean-cut way to go is a traditional IPO rather than um, trying a SPAC and everything. And really, there are great SPACs out there. I'm not saying something handsome, but you know, based on everything we saw, based on uh, the company we have, based on the team we have, we have a very unique team of people that I didn't mention here. But you know, uh, our lead uh, directors, uh, Governor Tom Ridge, first head of Homeland Security, former governor of Pennsylvania two times. Uh, former CEO of AC Nielsen and president of Office Depot, Steve Schmidt is with us and John Campy, our CEO and many, Mark Early from the NEC. We have really a tremendous team of people. We all thought, you know what? We have such a real product, real people, real team, all the Israeli tech young people that are also part of our company. And we all together thought a clean IPO makes more sense. So if a public market investor were looking at Sky Technologies stock, they're not buying it for you know, current revenue or current profits. They're buying it such that uh, they're looking at the business five to 10 years out. Now, what do you envision for Sky over the next five to 10 years? We really uh, believe strongly that this product, based on the safety aspects, so we uh, can really become like what the airbag was for cars. As, as I said, mentioned before, when you're based on safety, it's a different a mindset, okay? And safety, the regulators, insurance companies, we, we talked about hundreds of uh, millions of installations in the US, b- billions around the world. And if you think about the hazardous incidents we can prevent, it's uh, you talk about many, many billions of dollars annually to insurance companies. And so you, when you lead with safety and, and based on regulators, I really think that we can become something global. Uh, and then um, the ease of installation, the cost saving, and the ability to make homes become smart uh, as a standard and instantly uh, w- within minutes per room. I think really we have we can be a world leading company. Uh, we not only I think it uh, the team that joined us. I mentioned a few of the people here that joined us. We have uh, really tremendous tremendous team, high high IQ people around us, six uh, former G executives and many good other people. And we also have a supporter of investor of us as a former CEO of Home Depot and Chrysler, Bob Nardelli, and many other people that really believe that this company can be, or the disruptive product we have can be a, a leading, more leading company in the next five or 10 years. 
So speaking of leading with safety, one of the key benefits of the product is risk management. Now, with respect to the stock and your business plan over the next five to 10 years, obviously, as a new company still trying to find that product market fit and build sales, build customers and revenue, you're executing your go-to-market strategy as you pursue these goals over the next five to 10 years. What are some of the risks for investors and how do you plan on mitigating these? So there's always risks uh, to investors and especially with this um, world and everything we see around us. Um, you know, you can't think, you, you, since COVID, you don't think, take anything for granted anymore. And a lot of things uh, can happen for every company. Um, I think it's uh, based on, you know, the people we have, uh, and how responsible we act. And I think, again, going to safety, uh, it brings us, you know, when, you know, when you, you're having a company that's based on safety, um, it's always a safer, so to speak, bet really is safety and safer, right? But it's true, truly that you have, when you save lives, I think um, you, you have most of the risks like other people, other companies will have. But I think you have a better chance to succeed and mitigate risk because really if there's a life-saving product in this type of magnitude and there are billions of installations, as I mentioned billions, it's only lighting. It's not if you uh, accumulate all the smart sensors that go on the ceiling, smoke detector, ceiling fan, and you take all of those, it's probably tens of billions of installations uh, globally. And you just you, people don't know how many people and how many hazardous incidents and how many fires how many injuries, electrocutions, ladder fallings are happening. And, and it's funny, we're here in, the, we've been to the moon 1969 and, and no one figured out how to install a light fixture without risking your life. I, I think it doesn't make sense. And therefore, uh, we strongly believe that this company has a very strong future based on those aspects. Ignoring all the scary stuff like risk of fire and electrocution and falling off a ladder and things like that. If a person like myself doesn't like a light fixture and wants to replace it, well, that's time and effort, either trying to do it on your own or going out and hiring someone. So certainly I like the concept of the product, just plug and play in which it's nearly as easy as changing a light bulb to change a light fixture. So I really like that aspect, Randy. Thanks for coming on the show today. One last question prior to letting you go. Advice for entrepreneurs as a founder. What would you tell a younger self? So that's a great question. I really want to respect that question because I, I really uh, admire people with conviction that don't want to, you know, don't give up. So I'll, I'll go with this one second. I, I want to mention something uh, on what you said a second ago before I answer that important question is that... Um, you said it's, it makes it that to change a light fixture makes it like similar to like screwing in a light bulb, if I heard you correct. And um, so two two things, that very interesting things about, about this. The first one is um, if you really have our device, it's quicker to plug and play our fixture than screwing or unscrewing a light bulb. It takes more time. <laughs> and actually, it's similar to plugging in maybe a table lamp and you just plug and play. It's faster. And another thing I want to mention, you just reminded me on this, that you'll find these... So people don't know that the first light bulb that Edison invented was also hardwired to the ceiling, okay? And you had to take wires and go on the ladder and, and wire it to the ceiling. And really, uh, Edison uh, got all the publicity and he started General Electric GE, okay? And they got all the publicity from that light bulb with the wires. But where did the revenues kick in? 
the revenues kicked in when they invented the light bulb socket to screw and unscrew. So based on safety and ease on installation, the light bulb socket became a global standard. And that's one of the reasons when I mentioned before, a lot of our team believed that this based on safety and ease on installation, saving money, this is really win, win, win. That can become a global standard. So now that I cover this, I think the most important question you asked me because the future, I, you know, I know what how much struggle entrepreneurs need to go through, and you know, people see movies and stories and think it's uh, you know, oh, you you made it this way, and then people try and they fail and they immediately go out. So first of all, uh, excuse me about my French, but sometimes we say success is a bitch. You know, it's, you need to work hard. But but what makes it easy about you? I I would never uh, you know chasing dollars is not the way to succeed. It's like chasing dollars is like chasing your shadow. So I would recommend uh, to people chase their dreams, okay? Do something you like, you're passionate about. And if you do something you like and you're passionate about, so A, you, when you work hard, because you need to work hard, there's no success. Read Elon Musk and read other people, what they say and how they sleep in those tracks and the manufacturing facilities. This is real. There's no success, but you need to like what you do. And if you like what you do and you believe what you do, okay, you won't feel like you're working, you're freeing, you're making things happen. And when you make things happen, success comes. And when success comes, the dollars are coming, okay? When you chase the the dollars, like chasing your shadow. Chase success, okay? Work hard, choose something you like and you believe, okay? Have a believing that something needs to be changed, that you're going to make it happen. And when you make it happen, you're going to see the, 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 the compensation and, and dollars come too. But try to make things happen and be successful. That's, that's my message. And work hard because uh, there's no shortcuts. No doubt. Hard work is completely necessary. So, Randy, thank you so much. Wishing you the best of luck at Sky Technologies as you roll out this innovative new product. I'd like to see it succeed in the marketplace. So we'll be following it. Thank you, guys. For your time, pleasure being with you, and good luck with your podcast. Uh, you si- sounds like you're doing something really special. So, all the best for you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Absolute Return podcast. This episode was brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. The views expressed in this podcast are the personal views of the participants and do not reflect the views of Accelerate. No aspect of this podcast constitutes investment, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed in this podcast should not be viewed as a recommendation or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment strategies. The information and opinions in this podcast are based on current market conditions and may fluctuate and change in the future. No representation or warranty expressed or implied is made on behalf of Accelerate. As to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Accelerate does not accept any liability for any direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of relying on all or any part of this podcast, and any liability is expressly disclaimed.